Well, welcome back, everybody, to some redeeming qualities. We've started a, a new season of the show after a, a brief summer break, and we're happy to have you back here with us today. A few announcements. Uh, the team here has decided to commit to a regular schedule for your listening pleasure. You can expect weekly content from us here at Some Redeeming Qualities, with episodes dropping on Fridays. Other than that, it's, uh, it's great to be back. Is there anything else that I missed there, JP, that we wanted to inform the audience about? Um, I don't think so. Fantastic. Well. Hello, welcome back. So I, uh, I was walking down the street, I don't know, last week. It was probably last Saturday. And I ran into a former coworker. Oh, I hate that. I hate when that happens. Well, it was at the worst job that... Was it well, a female co-worker? It was not. Oh, even worse. It was an older Iranian man. Oh, this sounds interesting. Um, we, we were very friendly at work, you know, uh, good colleagues. And I haven't seen him in, in a few years. We worked together at a grocery store a few years ago. Oh, Jerry Mart. Yes, sir. Over at the Jerry Mart, keeping it real. And um, he has turned very Christian. He's and, Iranian? Yeah. Interesting. So, um, the conversation started off with him asking me about work opportunities that might exist around the city. And then, uh, I gave him a few suggestions and he just said, you know what I really want to do is preach the word of the good Lord Jesus Christ. And shit got heavy. So he's born again. He is born again. Okay. So I stuck in there for a few minutes just to see, uh, what was going on. And, uh, he, he tried to save my soul. Okay. So. One thing that I think seems to be in common with people who uh, are, are born again mm -hmm. is what led them to become born again. What you, do you think that is? Uh, you know, sometimes I think, you know, probably uh, alcoholism, drug addiction. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they were just, you know, a shitty person, negative person. And, uh, somebody like, you know, maybe their wife left them because they're a shitty person and they hit rock bottom and need to be born again. Found Jesus at the bottom. Yeah. But I think that there's a common, a commonality there with people, a lot of people who are born again. It seems, at least in my experience, that there's something significant that happened to them that brought them to becoming born again. He always seemed like a pretty steady dude. I mean, a little too friendly at times. We'll see. Maybe he, maybe he you know, is trying to fight homosexuality. It's possible. It's very possible. He was, he really, really liked me. I must say. Mm. <laughs> well, I think we figured that one out. Yeah, we may have cracked the, cracked the case, but it was interesting. I wonder how many individuals are experiencing that after the COVID lockdowns. The, is there going to the be randiness? The, why randiness? Randy, you know, Randy, horny. Ah, I was saying more the born again Christianness. Well, you know, you, when you think about it, it, spreading the word for him is probably a lot like having an orgasm. Very possibly, he was enthusy fucking astic. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably spent a lot of time online. You know, Christian mingle maybe. Very possible. I hear it's uh, it's popular in that Christian community. I think, um, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, Brian Redman. 
Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. He used to be like the young Jamie on the Rogan I'm, podcast. I'm familiar. Yeah. He, <laughs> I heard him talking, I think it was on a Rogan podcast. I heard him talking about how he was using Christian mingle. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> just going out with these women and pretending to be like a super, super duper Christian. Oh my but God. I think he was like filming them. Yeah. Like he was like live streaming it. Oh no, that's not good. No, no. I think, I think they knew. Okay. But, uh, the audience was the only one that knew that he was not Christian. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That was, that was an interest, interesting encounter for sure. And then yesterday I was, uh, walking down one of the major bar streets here after school and I ran into a, it was like a pride, um, demonstration on one side of the street and then a super religious group on the other side of the street and they were going at it Oh, vocally. So I really know. like the, um, what do they call those? Um, the, I hate fags people. They weren't that explicit. It was more like you know, Jesus West, was Westboro Baptist church. Are you familiar? No, with that? no, it was, uh, mainly African individuals. Um, not oh, like, no, sorry. It was God hates fags. That's what they was. That say. what it was. Yeah. I, I mean, as offensive as that is, it was said by that group. Yeah. Um, no, not these people. They were a bit more timid for sure. But, uh, what really got me, I was smoking a joint and just kind of observing for a minute might make me seem uh, like a terrible person, but it was kind of entertaining. <laughs> and uh, there was this one lady on the pride side, and she had a big sign that said, Pussy is my religion. And I got a pretty good kick out of that. You know, what I'm, what is, ever since you said that, you know, you're smoking a joint, yeah. I, I have this, this picture in my head of uh, <laughs> you uh, dressed up as Weed Jesus, <laughs> smoking a joint and walking in between those two with those two groups and putting your hands up in the air and <laughs> shaking them like, like he does. And the, that was pretty much how I was feeling. Yeah. It was, uh, think was, about how fresh it would be to be able to just dress like Jesus. That would be pretty sweet, you know? And especially if they really like, that could be the second coming. You could really mess with the, the Christian side. What if you started be like if dressing like Jesus became a fashion statement? Well, I mean, if one dressed up like Jesus and went to stop the uh, the protesting, and, and when we say Jesus, we mean like you know wearing a cloth sort of yes thing, classic garb. Yeah, yeah. So that was an interesting afternoon, Sounds interesting like week. It. Yeah. <laughs> What's new with you? Oh, not too much. Um, as I was telling you earlier, it took a few tabs last night. Right. I haven't taken anything since the last time we did. That was a while ago, man. So probably like what February or something has been that long. It yeah. was, it was freaking cold. It was out. cold as fuck. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, about February. I think it was well overdue. Like I said, I feel like a million bucks today. That's good, man. You look good. Um, that was fun. I didn't, I didn't like, usually if I'm having a really good, you know, trip, I get really into a, some some form of music, an album or, mm-hmm. or something. I didn't really have that experience, but uh, still pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was watching this, uh, I think it was a Vice piece about um, the increase in 
kids being able to buy drugs through social media? This is yes. I've been shocked, ladies and gentlemen, um, what you're about to hear. So I don't remember what the video is called, but anyway, that's what they're talking about is, and I guess like these drug dealers now, and I'm older, so this may see, some of you may be like, duh, but, um, <laughs> it's really easy to buy drugs from like Instagram. And there are people on Instagram that just post like in this, the case of this dude, his name is the Zodiac. Bum, bum. Um, he just posts um, a QR code on his Instagram that he updates, I think, monthly or something like that. And uh, the QR code takes you to a Google Drive with uh, a huge amount of photos and videos of copious amounts of every drug that you can think of. I'm going to open up the document you sent me. Yeah. So... And, and the quality looks incredible, I must say. He's got he's got everything. He's got weed, um, hash, uh, mushrooms, acid, uh, DMT. Wow. Uh, ketamine, Vyvanse, Oxycontin, um, oh my Xanax. Two uh, CB in there. Two CB, yeah. Anyway, and it's just as easy as messaging this guy on Instagram. And, like, he's been active. uh, I checked his account out. He's been active on Instagram for, like, three years on the same account. So it's not like he's, like, burning accounts and just putting up a new account here and there. The guy's, like, built up a reputation. You're right. The quality of these drugs look amazing. I, I will post a link to this said uh, Google shared drive uh, that you can check it out yourself as long as the link stays active until, you know, maybe uh, too many people click on it. This guy's like, what the fuck? Damn you. Some redeeming qualities. I'll I'll post it in the show notes. Anyway, I just thought exciting stuff. I, I think it's great because you too, you know, like look at all that acid. My God, it's been, you know, for the last, I want to say even 10 plus years that I will not do anything. I will not snort anything. Witness. Because every time I used to do it, and I didn't do it a lot, but anytime I did it when we're on vacation or whatever, um, I'd get a sinus infection every fucking time. I've had a similar experience over the past year. Got to the point where it was like, it's just not fucking worth it anymore. So I stopped doing it. Because that shit's like cut with fucking baby laxative or whatever and you know it, it's cut at every level until it gets into your hands mm-hmm. whereas this dude you can see the product is it's it's a broken up brick it's labeled as peruvian fish scale yeah i mean it looks totally legit yeah anyway i kind of want to you know get a welcome wagon package <laughs> from this dude of a variety of things a little mixer pack you know yeah i'm really interested in the 2cb like i said well, it's been one that i've wanted to try for i'll a give long it time. i'll give it a try hell yeah man yeah i don't i don't know anything about it but i'll give it a try <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we'll be disappointed but i i just don't know how these people aren't getting caught it's really amazing it's brilliant i don't know i don't know what form of payment this guy accepts mm. i'm assuming it's probably going to be crypto yeah but um who knows could be fucking paypal 
I hope it's cash. Well, I know that he does mail order too, so there's got to be some form of electronic payment. Could be, you know, interact, interact things. Obviously, yeah. In those situations, you have to put a lot of trust in the fact that they're going to actually send it. But true, you know, don't don't buy a thousand bucks worth right off the bat. Probably not your best uh, best no. option. The interact thing would be sketchy. Well, I'm just saying, like that's what you know. Some of the illicit weed sellers use right yeah. is interact payment or I've used a few e- of them e-, e transfers or whatever yeah you, you definitely have to be trustworthy or willing to lose so if you're looking for uh hard drugs and <laughs> you know various types of drugs like if you've always wanted to try dmt and uh never been able to find it just hop on instagram the way i found this guy is i just did uh two search terms the place that I live and ecstasy and it instantly brought this guy up. Really? Yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's how, that's how they searched on the vice video too. They use that same, same, same pattern. Yeah. And, and somehow the Instagram algorithm brought this guy's profile up and I immediately realized like, who's just posting a QR code. Is Facebook liable for any of this? That was the owners of Instagram? No, I think they have a pretty solid uh, terms of use agreement that, you know, they're not liable. Interesting. I made a Twitter account recently for this this podcast, and within 30 minutes, I had people emailing me or direct messaging me about drugs. Yeah, that seems sketchy. It was very sketchy. But it's just amazing to see how many people are willing to put themselves out there. You'd hope that this person has a good uh, good system. Well, for like I said, this account has been up for at least three years. Um, seems to have a really good reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking A. It's a that's a good find on your part. Yeah, we'll have to try it out. We will. <laughs> I made a Doritos mac and cheese recently. Okay. Used Velveeta. Oh, it was uh, too cheesy. It was a bit too cheesy. I must say I was on my way out to the airport and I was like, I want some mac and cheese. I've got this Velveeta. I think Velveeta is enough. I think it is too. The yeah. Doritos were kind of overkill. I landed at my destination. And I feel like with regular, salted out. some regular craft cheese, Yeah, you know, you get the package of the powder. Mm-hmm. You could probably do a powder reduction. Yeah. yeah. And then add in, <laughs> add in the, uh, add in the uh doritos yeah and it would work better a powder reduction that's fucking hilarious i like it oh yeah they should just sell the craft dinner in a shaker sure i, I think pouches. they do really I yeah, i'm pretty sure recently i saw that craft dinner sells a shaker so you can add extra cheese hmm yeah i might not eat regular cheese ever again if that was the case yeah, something yeah, no, about they, it. They definitely do. And then, yeah, you just buy your own pasta. It's super, super cheap. Hell yeah. What Not, do you, you, what do you, you like? Uh, um, you like it with wieners on it? I haven't had wieners in my craft dinner in a long time. Oh, it's so good. It's a you, really good meal if you're, if you're not feeling like cooking anything. Yeah. It might be good to have uh, on hand here over the next few months. Hell yeah. Um, I made some beans and wieners the other day. Can't it's just be beat. fucking delicious. Oh, was it in a can? No, I'm, I, I bought the beans yeah. and, uh, you know, like, you know, Heinz beans for sure. And just, uh, cut up some, uh, hot dogs, put them in. Do you go, what kind of beans? 
uh, they were like what the uh, brown sugar. Hell yeah, yeah. I can't do the tomato. Like the to- I, I, I might have talked about. I like them all. I just don't think the tomato would be as good with the you know because this the hot dogs are a little bit salty. Yeah, yeah. The salt sweet it creates an element of umami, if you will. Umami, umami. <laughs> Man, that's, I'm probably going to have that tomorrow. We're on a long weekend here in Canada. I think it's a long weekend everywhere. Is that? Memorial Day? Yeah. Yeah. Although you won't be hearing this until, you know, come next weekend. That's very true. I hope you all enjoyed your long weekend. Had lots of uh, <laughs> hot dogs and baked beans. <laughs> um, so there's a cannabis firm in Langley. Let me just pull up my article here. Langley, British Columbia. That is applied for... A license with Health Canada to produce psychedelic drugs. This is recently they want to make. Uh, is this out- the one that's doing trials as well? They may be. I'm not sure. Have you read much about them? I heard something about this. I got my information from a local newspaper there, but um, Ad Astra is the name of the company. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, this is definitely the company. Okay, so they want to make LSD. Mushrooms and MDMA. I think the LSD is a, a bold pursuit to the make thing, as a company. Did you read the details? Did you see what how small the dosage was for the no. LSD? No. It's, uh, I can't remember if it's 50 or 100. Like in total? Yes. That they can make? No, that they can use uh, in their trials. Yeah, you're not really going to get... 100 would be good for... If, if you've never taken acid person. before... That's a perfect dose. 50 is too little, in my opinion. Yeah, 50 is way too little. Because I've always said that like going halfway can a- always suck a little bit because you're not really in the experience. and it's If you don't know what to expect, yeah, that could be a problem. Yeah. Once you've experienced the different states of uh, an LSD trip <laughs> and you know what to expect, a lot of the anxiety goes away. It's true. Yeah, not that there should be a whole bunch of anxiety when you take acid. You probably shouldn't take acid if if you're anxious. if you're having a bunch of anxiety. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't. I used to, I used to be a little bit scared of acid sometimes. A lot of people are. I'm not. I mean, this is when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, it's a commitment. It is for it, sure. When you take it, it, it's a. It's you. You're pretty much committed to. This is the way your next 12 hours is going to be. For sure. I hope you're comfortable. Yeah. And get comfortable if you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, it's a very enjoyable experience. Yeah, I totally agree. But with the trials, I think 100 is great. 50 even, it's going to be baby steps for sure. And it's, it's nice to see them at least applying with Health Canada to start making these drugs. Yeah. Hopefully they do a better job of bringing that to market than they did with weed because mm. mm. weed is just sort of starting to get decent uh you know on the controlled or regulated yeah. uh, side of things i totally agree i've been having great luck with the uh the one ounce packages in canada oh i bought one myself and it turned out to be really good yeah that stuff is shout out to hexo mm-hmm. hexo makes this it's uh original stash and it's the OS Reserve Indica. Very tasty. It is very nice. I sampled a little bit. And my eyes are still red. Oh, I, I was smoking 
chain smoking those motherfuckers last night. <laughs> oh my god, when you got when you got a joint in your hand and you're fucking balls deep in an acid trip, ooh, doesn't get much better, man. Fuck, life is good out under the stars. Ugh. You could be broke. You could be, <laughs> you know, destitute. Get a hit of acid and a bag of weed. Things are great. Goddamn right. Yeah. Goddamn right. Uh, my, uh, I almost said medicinal brand. My government brand of choice has been uh, Pure Sun Farms out of BC. Uh, you know what? There were this dude at um, Uncle Sam's, which is a is it a weed store? Yeah, it's a franchise weed store. Around. Okay. Um, he was trying to like so. To be honest, this is my second bag of this. <laughs> um, the first bag I bought of it didn't last me a week. Wow. Yeah. Like it was just that good? Yeah. <laughs> it was that good. Um, so there's an Uncle Sam's by my place. Yeah. And then there's another one 10 minutes down the road. And you can go on their website and it tells you what they have in stock. And they normally carry, the one by my place normally carries this OS Reserve Indica. Yeah. But they were out of stock. But I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go in and see if they have it. Just in, you know, maybe their website is put it in. Or, yeah, yeah. I go in there, and you know, the dude, owner operator, whatever. It's most mostly owner operators, I think. Uh, he comes to the till, and he's like, "Oh, what can I do for you?" And I'm like, "I'm looking for this OS Reserve, blah blah blah." He's like, "Oh yeah, we we don't have any in stock." But he's like, "You know, we have the Sativa." And I'm like, oh, I tried the sativa. It's not very good. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, what is it that you like about the this OS Reserve Indica? I was like, you know, honestly, it's very smooth and tasty. And he's like, well, uh, we do have this Sun Farms uh, zip ounce, whatever, yeah. uh, for the same price. And I'm like, I asked the guy, I'm like, so how is it? And he's like. Well, I don't know. Oh, what an asshole. Like, this guy owns a fucking weed store. Yeah. He's working there himself, you know, to cut costs and, you know, it's a start likely, a, yeah. a new business. Um, doesn't smoke fucking weed. Doesn't try the his own product. Like what the fuck? You're supposed to be a bud tender. Yeah, indeed. You're you supposed are. to be guiding people. You're just like Oh, uh, this one's called lollipops and and sugar dreams. It must be good. It must taste really good. That's kind of how he was talking to me, and I was like, "You know can nothing." You, can you check other locations to see if the OS Reserve Indica is in stock? He's like, "Yeah, it's in stock down the road." And I was like, "Have a nice day." Yeah, fuck that guy. So I went down the road and got it. I mean, you would have ended up with uh, some good bud, sure, but I'm not going to try something without somebody who's tried it yeah you know or i'm not going to switch from something i really really like mm -hmm. to something i've never tried before Based unless somebody's given me a recommendation other than the fact that oh it's got a fruity name and the same price yeah it's the same <clears> price <throat> yeah fuck that guy yeah but i will say they uh they do good stuff they're they grow like vegetables as well they started as a okay normal like vegetable is this farm. the one is this the one out of uh, the Holes Center? The Holes Center. I'm not sure. It's out of BC. Oh, it's out of BC. Not, yeah. not Alberta. Not Alberta, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Good stuff. I have to try it. Good price point, too. It's like 40 bucks a quarter, which is, I'm fine with that. That's a lot. 
I guess it is with the amount that, uh, with the amount I'm smoking, I, I just can't do that. That's fair. The, the chronic post way is the way to go. huh? Yeah. And I used up my points because you know, you know dude, when her, how many points did you have? Oh, fucking! I've, I've used them a couple of times. I got a, uh, like one time I got $150 off an order because I had that many points. Whoa. Yeah. Um, but what happened? I got burnt once. So you remember Herbal Dispatch? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Herbal Dispatch? I had Boku de fucking points. <laughs> I had so many points on that motherfucker. Yeah. I could have probably got a QP for free. Really? Yeah. And then they fucking closed the site without any warning and said, oh, we'll be back after legalization. And they're still not back. They are not back. So and they're not coming back. I don't save up my points anymore. I use them. That's a very good point. Yeah. We, uh, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before, but chronic post. Oh yeah. I think we've mentioned that chronic co. a podcast favorite for good buds at a great price. Yeah. Very good price. Like I said, I, I got, uh, an ounce of runts and an ounce of something else. That, oh, it might be Newcomb. Yeah. Uh, for like 130 something dollars. That's craziness. Yeah. Two ounces. That's ridiculous. And I've tried the runs before. It's, it's top quality. Oh, it is. Those, uh, a lot of those strains are coming from the States. I don't really care. It's interesting to see the, I don't know a lot about growing, but a, a good buddy of mine does. And he was saying the seeds coming down from California are very different from the seeds here. And they're more tropical, like the runs strains and the gorilla okay. glues. And, um, I wish I could get more Durban poison. You love that Durban poison, hey? You know, there's something about it. It's 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 sm- it's very fragrant. Yeah, it's, it doesn't smell like any other weed. No, it's, is it like peppery a I, little bit? I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, it almost f- smell, and I hate to say this, but it almost smells like. Have you ever been in like a, a basement that has like a, you know, a musty yeah, a yeah, dank yeah dank basement yeah dank exactly truly it's, dank yeah that's what Durban poison is it's got a really dank mm. unique to other from other weeds smell mm. and it's got it like that first hit off the joint is so tasty and i haven't uh, had Durban poison in a long time i have a Durban poison pen they, yeah they sell them uh around here yeah um and i have like one one little nug of actual Durban poison still left but CPE Chronic Post didn't have any. Oh no! Oh, I would have ordered that in a heartbeat. That that's my favorite weed in terms of flavor. I think my favorite is probably a Blue Dream. I really oh, like yeah, Blue that's Dream. Pretty popular. Yeah, it's a it's a classic. Also, UK cheese. I, I see. I I tend to stay away from the ones that are described as like uh, earthy or yeah. Know, I don't know why I that does not some, appeal to me when I'm buying weed. You had the tutti fruity a while ago too. You really liked Did that? I? I think so. I don't remember that. Yeah, but you do like the tropical flavors for sure. I don't know. I I, I don't mind something that's super dank. Yeah. But um, like a sour diesel. No sour diesel. I'll, I'll smoke it. Yeah. I'm just saying the the smell of the bag isn't as attractive as a Durban poison. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I have the the dirty diaper scale. You do have the dirty diaper scale, yeah. Yeah, if your weed smells like dirty diapers, you're uh, you're onto something. I once had uh, somebody describe sour diesel as smelling of cat piss. See, 
I don't know. I think we're in the same I, I hear different you. spectrums of the. I know what cat piss smells like. <laughs> not, not I'm not necessarily down with that. Not that I'm down with dirty diapers either. <laughs> but. but I mean, there's there's a scale here, and that's that's the rank we're going with, right? <laughs> Sour diesel is nice. I'm I'm a fan. I do like the sativas, but can't be too strong. So uh, I read this story the other day. Yeah, and. Uh, it just blew my fucking mind. And so what it, what it is saying is that this priest, I don't know what his fucking name is. Oh, Stephen Rossetti. Okay. He says that the people that are, you know, have a, are possessed with a demon. Uh-huh. You know, he's, he's performing exorcisms. Pretty badass. Yeah. He says um, that these people, they're demons are receiving are sending them text messages what yeah how'd they get phones exactly they're not they're just it's like he's basically saying that demons have evolved with our technology <laughs> and are now <laughs> sorry i had butted the mic as i laughed <laughs> and they're now um using uh text messaging as a form of you know torture wow yeah so um it just blows my mind at how how like you know freely they're just talking about this and the one of the clergymen is quoted as saying we've had three cases in which demons have texted the team and or the family of the possessed person two of these cases were the most difficult cases we've had so far and the third involved a blank family um with priestly and religious vocations among the children can we fuck with these people is there a way to get in contact with them by text Mm, the demons no the people who think the demon like i'm sure we could be demons yeah you'd think that you wouldn't be too hard to connect contact the phone company no and at least get the like how did the demons pay their cell phone plan agreed yeah and probably in scares so i thought about this a little deeper yeah and i thought who could be who could be up to this that's a good question right like who has who has motive to do this well if you're in the business of exorcisms you need yeah. to, to you need to generate business you want to you know if all the demons are gone what are you going to do for sure you're dependent so on i it. bet that this priest is the one texting people huh yeah i bet she huh. like buys a 7-eleven burner <laughs> and uh you know he has a meeting uh, after sunday mass uh-huh. and little johnny's you know is setting things on fire at home causing shit and he probably paid him off to do yeah. it and then shortly after that meeting the text messages begin hmm. and this uh, is johnny's demon yeah and then you know this is johnny's demon <laughs> light that couch on fire and it's probably in all caps when when they're texting it would have to be yeah i'd like to see the, i'd like to see if they're you know typing full words or using emotes <laughs> does the demon lol anyway it's just so hilarious to me that uh people are that naive that they would get sucked into believing that you know their kid or someone in their family is possessed and that the demon is sending text messages can one really believe it I guess they can, huh? 
That's wow. uh, that's pretty impressive stuff. I really want to send some text messages. Priest Stephen Rossetti claims demons have worked out a way to send threatening text messages. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Stephen figured Rossetti. figured out the technologies. Yeah, we got to get in contact with this guy. <laughs> I'm sure we can track it down. I There's a, a new COVID vaccine coming out of India that uses DNA instead of RNA. Mm-hmm. Now the conspiracy people are going to be really fucking apprehensive about getting this. Tell me more. Uh, they're going, like, what is this DNA? Uh, so what they're calling is the Zycov-D, Zycov-D vaccine. How, how does it attack the virus or how does it build up antibodies? So pretty much the same way that the RNA vaccine would do it. So like spike proteins? Yeah, it would target the spike proteins. But RNA is less stable. Cause it's single stranded and wants to, is this why they need to keep it super cold, super cold. Yeah. To stop it from moving. So this is more stable in that it's more like the Johnson and Johnson or something that it has a longer shelf life outside of a freezer. It would in terms of supply chain, you're, you're in better shape, but okay. it's not as effective. You're only looking at 66%. That's that's coverage. Johnson and Johnson level. Okay. Um, and the big thing with this is so I don't know exactly how they did it, but Typically, so the DNA needs to get into the cell, move through the inside of the cell, get to the nucleus, Mm -hmm. and then that gets transcribed and sent out as RNA. So instead of jumping to the RNA, we're providing the cell with the DNA, it gets itself into the cell, and then it's it's a bit of a longer process. Mm. But the idea is that it's just a different style of treating COVID, and 67% is better than zero. At the end of the day. Definitely. And that's 67% um, against infection. Mm -hmm. Um, The numbers for hospitalization and uh, severe, you know, symptoms is probably a lot higher in percentage. Probably prevents that in the 90s. So protective against symptomatic COVID-19 in clinical trials. That was their 67%. Pretty pretty early. Yeah. Um, But just let me double check. You need more doses of it. I believe it's three oh, three okay. shots. Okay. And then you have a week afterwards is when it starts to kick in, which still isn't bad. That seems pretty standard. Um, and they're not actually doing intramuscular jabs. It's subcutaneous. So they're doing it mm. under the skin. And that's where the majority of immune cells are in the epithelial layer. So the idea is that it usually takes up foreign DNA better. So it can help to make antibodies and that kind of thing. So it's a high-pressure almost like water going into the skin and they just put it underneath uh, the outer layer and then it goes to do its business. So that's pretty cool, I think. And the more vaccines, the better, as long as people go and get them. And the trial was involving the efficacy figure of 67% came from trials involving 28,000 participants. Pretty good sample size. Yeah. Um, which saw 21 symptomatic cases of COVID-19 in the vaccinated group and 60 among people who received placebo. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, good news, I think. And India definitely needs it too. They they got rocked by COVID. Well, not only that, it's like, you know, AstraZeneca produces Mm. vaccine out of India. Okay. And yet they're just exporting most of it unfortunately that's sad yeah it's the supply chain at the end of the day but um 
have you seen um have you seen any of this bullshit where people will go to like a retreat and uh consume some psychedelics and then have these like guided sort of kumbaya sessions have you seen this shit it's popular in the ayahuasca community apparently yeah for sure but it's also like you know with uh mushrooms and acid as well interesting yeah it's like i saw this one video of people doing it i think they were doing it with mushrooms yeah and these two people running it they are fucking clear psychopaths. They're, I would say so. They're call they're they're calling themselves shaman, mm. which to it, me, I fucking hate that word in in the Western setting for the most part. It's overused yeah, for sure. It's overused, and like these people don't have any fucking um, credentials. No, no, they're they've got a they got a fucking bowl full of mushrooms. And, uh, that's your prereq, a, a TP yeah. and, you know, a place, a couple of mats laid out. Mm. But, um, the thing that really fucking offends me about this is how they try and gear it towards whatever their ideologies are for sure. So they get these people all fucking messed up on shrooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're telling them about, you know, how to be a better person and mm-hmm. all of this shit. It's like. I'm all for, you know, psychedelic retreats, although I would never want to go to like a group mushroom session. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds like the only time the last I thing I want to do. A bad experience on psychedelics is yeah, because of other people. Especially That's people it. you don't know. Yeah, fuck that. Although and I then, do have a story. Not only that, they're all holding hands in this fucking bullshit. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck would, you. Hell yeah. Anyway, <laughs> my point is these people are making a bad name for psychedelics. I agree. And like these people who don't know anything about psychedelics that are going into these retreats expecting, you know, to find, you know, their, their purpose. Mm -hmm. These people like the the people are just spewing bullshit. Yeah. They're just making up shit. And it's theistic. Yeah. That's the issue. They're almost like, like cult leaders. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. And taking advantage of people who are fucked up. Because, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, you're very sculpted in some ways, for sure. I would love to be uh, a guy who um, guides people through uh, or babysits people uh, that want to do psychedelics. Yeah. I would not do it with a group. No. It would have to be, you know, a group of friends and I just, you know, pop over to your place you know, tell you what to expect, make sure you don't do stupid up shit laying on the floor, sweating and saying weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be like, Oh, this is, you know, Jesus or, you know, mother, what? mother earth is here to hug you and all this fucking bullshit. Well, that's a violation of your mental state. It is. Especially it's- when you're so susceptible to, input when les when you're on psychedelics but that's what leary did as well and i mean i don't know a lot about leary he was a bit of a douche yeah anywho um i forgot to tell you about this uh on my recent trip my domestic travels in canada Mm -hmm. um there was a retirement party for a friend of uh my father's okay and um it was all doctors okay are these the dentists no, oh, okay. no, I, I won't say the field because it's okay. small enough in Canada. Oh, fair enough. Um, 
uh, we're all planning. It was a very formal event for one of the, the person retiring was like definitely part of the crew. Right. So we partied in the past, but everyone else was pretty square. Sure. And, uh, we're rolling joints in the, in the garage and oh, yeah. like nobody's going to notice. Oh no, that's fine. But then the acid comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so we went through it's not a party until somebody brought up the ass you've brought up brought it up before one tab is the perfect amount for a social event yes so we took one and fuck man we had the best time and it was all these people oh yeah one is swear so, as hell. one is completely manageable yeah it, it was there was a couple moments where i needed to take a breath but sure but I'm i editing. mean you can hold a conversation you know sometimes you know when you're super fucked up on acid it's hard to look people in the eye i just go right for the eye though yeah but i mean when when you're super high as fuck like that people can saucer eyes a mile away oh yeah but when you take a tab you're good i agree yeah Uh, there was moments where i was like they probably know no but no one fucking knows no one ever knows and I met a marine seismologist at the party that was super cool interesting so his company like surveys underwater with marine rovers cool like marine drones a lot of science that goes into it it was an interesting conversation nice and we had a ball but uh definitely a challenging evening at times but totally worth it yeah 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 some of the like and as much as i don't like to go out when i take acid yeah i've had a lot of fun sometimes when you have to go out unexpectedly or you're forced because that's what the group wants to do yeah yeah i've had some fun but only on times where I've taken a lower dose. Higher dose is just, it doesn't work. No, I'm too introspective and not not necessarily a conversationalist or socializing with people. No. Yeah. But one is perfect. You you were correct, good sir. Hey. I agree. I'm the Lord of Acid. The the Joey Diaz. Although I don't like LSD. the term acid. Bothers Why? Me. Because I didn't think like I think I talked to you a little bit about this offline. Yeah. But I really want to talk to my mom about uh LSD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's not well. Yep. Um I don't I, I'm really been trying to figure out a way to bring up the topic of LSD, but I feel like I can't call it acid because it, it just sounds like bad. There's a lot of stigma attached to That's it. That's the thing, is I want to make sure I can overcome that, but I think that you know, she would, I think if she's never tried it before, which mm-hmm. she may have, my mom's pretty cool. And um, is she in the boomer generation? Yeah. So I know that she's smoked weed before. For sure. But um, anyway, I think that she could really benefit from a single tab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, anyway. No, I, I totally agree. I, that might be the entryway in Canada just to opening those conversations as people who aren't well and yeah. increase in quality of life. But how do you bring it up? That's uh, uh, I'll figure it away eventually, yeah. but it's a, it's mainly just breaking the ice to get the conversation going. Yeah. I'm sure I could convince her about its purity and uh, lack of risk, mm-hmm. but uh, you also have to know if somebody's on other medications For because sure. there's medications that completely block your receptors from accepting lsd like seroquel right yeah seroquel Any is serotonin. an antidote for lsd forgot about that yeah, yeah so if you're life bro tip mm-hmm. if you are doing lsd with a group of people and they may not be super experienced always good to have a, a seroquel on 
deck because that will bring somebody out of a LSD trip within a half hour. That's pretty fucking handy. Yeah. We should actually see if uh, the Zodiac has any of that and just have one or two laying around. Just to see how it goes? No, not not necessarily for us. Well, maybe for you. Uh, Not anymore. Okay. After the, I know that three is too much for me now. Two is right there for me. I love it. Okay. But I can't see you. It's almost like uh, if you're you're into heroin, you should have a naloxone (laughs) pen around. Yeah. Right? Why not? But what also, I mean, when, if somebody's having an issue or anxiety attack or something, not that I've ever really seen this happen. Yeah. I've never had it happen to me. I've never had a bad trip. I, I think bad trips, uh, begin before you take the acid Mm -hmm. that you go into it in the, in a bad mental state, Mm -hmm. or you've got something on your mind that's, you know, bothering you that could just be exacerbated when you, you know, when you're on acid. So, I think those are the things that cause bad trips, mm. not not necessarily a type of acid. No, um, no, no. But yeah, you want to make sure people aren't on something that's going to interact with it. And yeah, I would love to. I'd love to drop acid with my mom. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, as someone who's dropped acid with his parent, I, it's, right. it's, it's great. Yeah, it's really nice. That's crazy. And it's a great bonding experience for sure. It's a very I think it's a pretty that's a pretty rare relationship that you guys have. It is, man, and yeah, it came out of younger younger parents. I mean, rocking yeah. the start as youngsters, but yeah, not it definitely not traditional parenting. No, <laughs> but uh, it uh, came with a, a lot of benefits for sure. And yeah, no, tri- it's trip and acid is one of them. Thing. Yeah, it is, man. Um, what would you call acid then if you're trying to break the ice? Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like make up a name or lie about it. No. I would just try and refer to it as LSD. Yeah. Which I think is the way to do it. Yeah. I'm not sure like this again. I don't know what her experience with it or even of hearing about it because like, I know you don't, you've never had this, but there was a time when coming down off of acid was not fun. Yeah. You because were telling me the, of the way that people were making it. It wasn't, it wasn't super pure. It was very strong, yeah. but it had, you know, trace amounts of leftovers, the shit you don't want. Yeah. The shit you don't want yeah. where, you know, I'm, I remember back in the day, a lot of people used to complain about lower back pain when they're coming off of acid. It was almost like everybody could, could relate to that. Mm. And people used to say it was like the rat poison or something. I've like heard that. this. Yeah. Anyway, I think the I rat rat poison thing is, is tricky because it would it would have to kill it would destroy the lsd i don't know if it's true or not it's just you know it's myth for sure legend yeah um but with the last thing on the seroquel is if you were tripping and had to go and do something like if something came oh if you're on call and you're a cop or (laughs) you're that you're that baseball player man he wouldn't have the the no hitter if he didn't take the acid true they didn't have seroquel back then doc ellis the uh, individual who threw a no hitter in Major League Baseball on a tab of LSD. How, who knows how much it was? Yeah, you should. Uh, everyone out there should YouTube search that and watch. They do a really good animated version of him telling the story. There's also a full documentary, a full hour and a half oh, okay. documentary that was on uh, all our favorites uh, streaming platforms, but okay. uh, I can't find it anymore. Mm. It's called No No. Not heard of it. If anyone's interested, check it out. 
we've also had the uh, idea that taking acid might improve cognitive tests at times or physical acuity. 100%. I have, I'm, I have no doubt about it. No, nope, nor do I. Um, obviously, there is a point of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like we were talking about, probably somewhere in between of the of the asset that we currently have, mm-hmm. it's probably somewhere in between one and two hits. Yeah, before you may not gain any more uh, cognitive enhancements or physical. Right, like I can play a mean game of frisbee. The other thing on is, I, you know, I was just going to say something similar. Um, my balance is fucking incredible. It's something else, isn't it, dude? I wish I had a skateboard. I'm gonna, yeah. I need to buy a skateboard because when I'm on acid, I could probably skate again. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Last night I felt engaged. like I felt like I was a ballerina <laughs> going up and down the stairs. So much fucking confidence. Yeah. Oh my god, it was great. In terms of dancing, look out. Yeah. Honestly. There's something to it. I'm sure we'll figure it out eventually. So, um on this on the topic of psychedelics. Yes. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was some dude in, I'm pretty sure this was in Florida because, you know, all the DGENs are in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, this happened in Miami Beach. Uh, Hell yeah. A 22-year-old man told Miami Beach police he felt empowered and chose to shoot two people at random uh, on Tuesday evening, killing one and wounding another after getting high on mushrooms. Yes. So this motherfucker is going to blame the mushrooms. Just and then how is, how are the States going to, how is Florida going to react to that? Right. It's, it's just the federal government. It's it's making a bad name for mushrooms. Like you look at how, if you, I mean, if you could quantify how many people are, are taking mushrooms in the population, Quite a few. Uh, and put that as a ratio to one who mm. shot some people who was probably going to do it anyway. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get real. Yeah. And I mean, mushrooms aren't something to necessarily be fucking with either. I'm pretty good on them unless it's like a serious thing that I need to work out or I feel like mushrooms are a lot more dangerous than acid. I agree, man. Like there is some shit that happens when you're on mushrooms where if you're if you don't have a strong ego mm-hmm. you could fall into you know a psychosis let's say yeah you could break i actually sure. knew a guy and i this is not one of those you know and i heard about this guy no you I, knew this person. i knew a guy man this is an interesting story because mm-hmm. i was at a party once with this this dude was there i didn't really know him at the time um but uh somebody had a we were just all wasted. We're yeah. in the front yard of somebody's house. And um, this dude whipped out a uh, shotgun from his, his truck. And was he high? Well, fucked up, but not necessarily on acid or yeah. anything. Um, didn't think there was any shells in it and literally shot this guy in the face. Like took off his entire bottom uh, part of his jaw. And like, you saw this? Yeah, I was there. Jesus I didn't. Christ. I didn't see the shot. I yeah. saw the aftermath. Right. Yeah. So this guy got really fucked up. Like, 
I remember after years after that, he was still getting surgeries to be able to get false teeth and had time a really hard time talking. And but I became friends with him through another friend after mm-hmm. this had this incident happened, and uh, he took a heroic dose of mushrooms and never came back. Like, what did that look like? Uh, he he went. He had to be put into an institution. Fuck, man. Yeah. So. You know, people who have a, you know, if you had a history of schizophrenia in your family, yeah. you shouldn't be touching psychedelics. Absolutely. No, and you're I'm doing, not saying guys. that's what happened with this guy, but I can see how if somebody had a precursor or something, um, a tendency or whatever, mm. it could be completely exacerbated by a psychedelic. Absolutely. Yeah. You can like the whole idea, like losing your mind. Yeah. You could lose your mind on mushrooms. I agree. I don't think you could lose your mind on acid. I disagree with that. Okay. That's fair. I've given some acid to very close friends of mine who just haven't really had it. This German stuff. And one is like too much. Oh, I know that way too much. No. And it's a brain melter for sure. But with the mushrooms, like things really, really get into your stomach, if you will. Like, but even I'm talking, we've talked about this before. Yeah. About, you know, talking to the mushroom or the mushroom yeah. talking to you. Yeah. That could really fuck you up. Yeah. There's been if multiple you don't, times. If you've never had that experience before, it's scary. It's interactive. Yeah. Like with another thing. Oh, dude. It's I was positive one odd. time that there was something in the room with me. It happens frequently when I take like four and a half grams of mushrooms, four grams. And I don't. I haven't taken that kind of amount of mushrooms in a long time. Yeah. Anyway. I remember the last time and I, it's just a lot. It's interactive. You feel like something's around. Not always a bad thing, but definitely fucking intimidating. Yeah. So this dude who shot these right. two people while he's on mushrooms. Yeah. I saw a video of the, the scene and these people were literally just sitting on a patio, like having a drink or dinner and this guy just walked up and shot them. It does like it wasn't like, oh my god, they're gonna kill me, they're gonna kill me. And he had a gun and he no, shot. No. no, no, no. He just walked up and shot these people. Like it was not the mushrooms. It was not the mushrooms. No. No. That guy was there's no excuse for that. Absolutely not. Yeah. Anyway. Sad huh. sad story. It is, but I mean it's always good to uh keep things in perspective, right? Yeah. We we have fun, but be careful, people know what you're doing um i don't know if you have anything else uh, to go but i'm almost ready for us to get into some music yeah i mean you know what doesn't matter if we ended on a, a sadder note we'll keep with it the um let me just bring up my page here biden has ordered the declassification of the 9-11 investigation documents okay It'll be interesting to see. Um, a lot of people are saying that the Saudi government had direct influence oh, on, on 100, the entire thing. Oh, 100%. I think they're, they're, 10 of the hijackers were, were Saudi. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a group of victims, families, and survivors who are suing the Saudi government for, for money. Awesome. I hope they win. I do as well. And so it's Biden... Say what you will about him, but he, he said that he would do this, and it looks like it'll be somewhere near the it'll be the 20th anniversary of 9-11 this year. That's coming right up. Yeah. So 
one one thing, one little point I want to make in here is yeah. just this week, WikiLeaks uh, released um, an email of Hillary Clinton's mm. where uh, she had knowledge of the Saudi government mm-hmm. funding uh, ISIS. Recently? Well, no, no, no. While she was Secretary of State. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so she's she knew all about the Saudis, but you know what? They're so in bed. The U.S. is so in bed with them because the Saudis give them uh, space to make military bases that are hugely st- strategic in right. the Middle East, mm-hmm. and so they kind of have this, you know, we're not going to bother you deal. Like you think about uh, the the killing of uh, Khashoggi. Mal- Khashoggi, yeah. Um, the U.S. just stood by and did fucking nothing. Yeah, you know. And so it's not a surprise. And it's not also not a surprise that Hillary Clinton knew about uh, the Saudis funding ISIS, you know, back when she was in the Obama administration. And what still rots me is knowing that Canada sells light armored vehicles to the Saudis. Yeah, they has just, for a they long just, fucking time. They made a big uh, sale to them right after the Jamal Khashoggi yeah. incident. And, you know, People were were calling on the prime minister not to make that fucking deal, and he but he did he did make that deal. It's and interesting I was disappointed that you, in that. You brought that up because uh, he, you know, we're in the middle of a federal election here, yeah. Um, and he posted a tweet uh, saying, "Text me," and he posted his phone number. JT. Yeah. So I'm, I actually think I'm going to text him now and ask him about uh, the deal with the Saudis. It's an important issue. It's huge. But I don't think any, we said we weren't going to get too much into the election, but I don't think any party would really change that either because that's a long-standing thing. Yeah, but, okay. I wouldn't, for me, if the conservatives were in power, mm-hmm. um, I, would, I wouldn't expect them to not deal with the Saudis. Right. They're the fucking conservatives. Yes. Justin Trudeau is trying to um, exude this I'm for the people and, Mm -hmm. you know, reconciliation with first nations and all this shit, but yet making deals with murderers and terrorists, it doesn't really fit his MO, but obviously there was some political gain or something else, some other benefit um, for doing it. But, the optics of it to the public are not fucking good. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. How can you take things seriously if you're going to be hypocritical? As I don't take Canadian politics seriously. <laughs> do we take any politics seriously? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm into us politics. Yeah. Canadian politics. Not so much. It's kind of boring to be honest. It is kind of boring, but I think it's the, the multi-party system. There's less action. Yeah. You know, it just less, seems like a, I don't like any of the leaders of any of the parties. Not a huge, huge fan. Aaron O'Toole and Jagmeet Singh. It's just, they're not going to do it. They're not going to be a prime minister. They don't have, they don't have the skills. I honestly, I mean, I have been supportive of a lot of things that Trudeau has done, but also there's a lot of things that's shady as fuck. Like, like his, uh, uh, we charity and SNC Lavalin. Sure. What about, um, the groping of women. Is that a thing? Hell yeah. How did I miss that? Yeah, well, you should look it up because there's a lot of damning evidence 
uh, of him, you know, sexually assaulting people. Really? Yeah. At like events and stuff like that. Very similar to the, the Cuomo governor Cuomo where, Hmm. you know, he's copping a feel in a, when they're taking a picture together, that kind of shit. I'll look into this. That's interesting. This woman who, uh, had this experience with him where he groped her. Um, at the time, I think she was a student, but she's since become a journalist Mm -hmm. and she wrote about this and the Canadian media tried to bury it and he, and he just kept denying, 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 but she really had nothing to gain in coming forward. If anything, it probably fucked her career as a journalist because she's got, you know, the scarlet letter right. that, you know, um, I called out the president on me too. Prime minister. Prime minister. Yeah. I need to look into that. Cause I haven't, I haven't heard about any of this, but, um, it he wouldn't be beyond anybody. Yeah, uh, and we won't these go times. too much deeper into no. But I that is uh, something I didn't know. So good to look into for sure. It's an interesting time for an election, but uh, whatever. I got one more one more thing to tell you about. Yeah, let's go for it. So um, Amazon, <laughs> yeah, Amazon is experiencing like I think a lot of companies are right now are experiencing shorter shortage in delivery drivers. So. Amazon has told their, uh, I think they outsource their hiring, yeah. has told these employment firms to um, emphasize in their job ads that they do not test for marijuana. Good. So <laughs> essentially, they're looking for dope smokers to drive delivery trucks. That's cool. Yeah. I just, just thought it was just don't drive stoned. <laughs> No, of course not. But of I'm course. just saying, like, they're they made they're making a specific effort to say we do not test for marijuana because, I mean, everyone smokes weed. But that's what I'm saying. We're that's the world that we live in now. Yeah. It's it's legalized. It's like alcohol. But there's still a lot of uh, companies that haven't updated their Cannabis drug policies. policy. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of interesting. That is interesting yeah. and good for Amazon. I suppose. Keep keep those stoners driving. Sure. <laughs> I've got a few tunes I'd like to show oh, well people, then too. Go ahead. All right. So I heard this one on my grandfather's radio station a oh, few weeks is ago. Is this the one you sent to me? No, no. Okay. Um, this is called Reach Out of the Darkness by Friend and Lover. They were a husband and wife duo Okay. from 1968. I think I've heard this before. Very possibly. There's the the hook on it i think should be sampled by somebody and i don't know how it hasn't been okay I'm sure it has but catchy Yeah, when I heard that uh, a little lick, I was like, "That's prime time." Grand. Yeah, I've definitely heard it before. Interesting. I 
I love it. The rest of the album isn't great, in my opinion. But it, it's that one thing. It kind really of reminds like. me of that uh, that Jefferson Airplane song. I was thinking, I'm like, that kind of sounds like Grace Slick. Yeah, if you were making a playlist, those two songs could be mm-hmm. on, on that playlist and yeah. go together fairly well. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely has the same quality, same time. They're contemporary. Um, it looks like The Dead is coming out with a new live set from 71. Okay. Their um, record, live recordings are always amazing. They're so good. And so my my go-to recently has been the Cornell set in 77. Okay, and like Cor- Cornell, the university? Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, you know there was some asset there. Oh, there definitely was. And this one is live at Fox Theater, St. Louis, um, December 10th, 1971. So this is playing in the band. You've all probably heard it before. I'm just going to jump halfway through because it sounds like it's going to be prime time. So far, they've got two singles put out from this show. It's 2021. I'm hoping for the, the full set. It bothers me when they do that. I agree. Frank Zappa has been doing that as well. It's not like there's this the last U.S. live show of yeah. Frank Zappa. I think the whole thing's out now. But they initially started just dropping tracks. I was like, I want to hear the whole show. Like, Yeah, I agree. Don't like, just drop a track. YouTube threw this into my listening algorithm the other day i'm like fuck this is a really good recording and sure enough it's just a single but uh, i'm excited for that one and then last thing i got for you is this group i told you i went and ordered this record at the local record shop Mm -hmm. because i've been so taken with it uh romaine azaro i believe he's a french musician okay um i'm gonna butcher the name but the album is la vita non è un film okay the life something of the film um but these guys are doing just like new soundscape kind of stuff kind of in the realm brian eno at times but this track i find groovy as hell and it came out in 2020 they also released an album in 2021 
leave it there. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, the whole album, I find it really interesting. Took a little while to get there, but sure. it was good. Yeah. Interesting sounds. The other stuff is very, uh, like, reminds me of some of the Daft Punk stuff that you show me, where it's like really rich textural electronic sounds. Mm-hmm. Builds, so, yeah. builds off something simple. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. What have you been listening to uh, otherwise? What have I been listening to? Um, honestly, I've just been kind of sticking with my standards. A lot of LCD sound system, um, the Sound of Silver album, and their self-entitled. It's just is that the first one? Yeah, it's the one with like the losing my edge. Yeah, yeah, black and white disco ball. Yeah, that's that's good. I also like it's a fantastic um, album. Whatever the other one is, the um, one before they took the hiatus. Um, the you one know, with Dance Yourself, Dance Yourself Clean? Clean? Yeah. Yeah, This Is Happening. Oh, yeah, This Is Happening. I really like that one. That's a great album as well. I find it gets a little uh, soft for my It is a little my, soft. My yeah. taste. The first album is the best one. I, I really like Sound of Silver, too. I do, too, but it's just so short. It is. Yeah. I think it's only eight tracks, which is... It's like 38 minutes or something. It's pretty good for a jam. No, um, no, for sure. I, I remember the first time I heard that. Okay. First time I heard that was uh sitting at uh what's his face's apartment in uh vancouver sitting on the floor (laughs) uh having just taken a mouthful of e yeah yeah that's not (laughs) so yeah i i keenly remember that album the first time i heard that was that what the was the dj showing you that or was it uh i think i know i think it was the the other other guy yeah yeah a fucking handful of only the dj was there but I, of course I, yeah anyway i'll save the story for off air um what else about jamming i watched this documentary the other day on netflix it's called count me in it's got the drummer from jane's addiction he's the he's interviewing drummers so he goes through Ooh. like i know you're not a chili's guy but chad smith from the chili's oh, um, you mean will ferrell yes uh santana's i believe wife i don't want to speak out of turn but she She's a jazz drummer as well. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Um, they lean a bit into like the post-hardcore scene and the like Blink-182 kind of drumming not shit. For me. And I'm not into that at all, but it's very brief. Um, it's a really good... Uh, when was it released? Recently, 2021. Oh, well, maybe I'll check it out. And then. so they they go through like Keith Moon from The Who. They go through all all the big drummers. And he, he being the Jane's Addiction drummer, does all of Who Are You mm-hmm. on like his kit. And fuck, it's it's a joy to to watch that guy. They talked to Danny Carey. Danny Carey was not involved. See, how can you put a, put out a documentary about drumming in uh, the modern day? Yeah, and not include Danny Carey, who is arguably the best drummer in the world. I agree. After and he's the drummer from Tool. For for right. you folks, welcome back to the Tool segment. Um, after Neil Peart from Rush died, I think Danny Carey was the guy. And honestly, right. and the dude from King Crimson. Oh, man, I haven't I gotten into Kings from. I don't King know, remember yet. what his name is, but yeah. he is also amazing as a percussionist. I think yeah. that he—that's where Danny Carey got a lot of his inspiration. Interesting, the King Crimson guy. Yeah, to see some of the footage they got for the Keith Moon stuff was fucking mm. awesome. That guy was an animal. The Rolling Stones drummer died. Right, that was just a couple weeks ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's too bad. But I mean, fuck, it's the Stones. They're Oh yeah, I think they're, they're in their 80s. They're very fucking old and he lived a goddamn life. Yeah, but what's crazy is who would have thought that uh Keith Richards was going to outlive anybody in that band? <laughs> I don't know, maybe the heroin's giving him uh 
some medicinal properties. He's he's embalmed already. Yeah, indeed he is. <laughs> but from that documentary, they were talking about Buddy Rich, so I decided to go back to a little Buddy Rich, The Lost Tapes. Enjoyable stuff. All that big band jazz stuff can be really enjoyable, but sometimes... There's a time for it. There's a time. I, I agree. Um, also, Jurassic 5, the rap group. I've heard, I've heard of that before. Their DJ was Cut Chemist, one, oh, of my, all right. one of my favorites. So they had about four or five albums. I'll play a little something here. Let's see. I'm randomly going with uh, one off the album. Classic uh, boom bap hip hop. This is from Power and Numbers 2002, third studio album. Just be breaks all the way through. Yeah, like Kevin Lockery, rocking some beige wallabies, blinded by the mockery. Time is never stopping me. Drop the clue, connected with cutting new on the. It's too bad. One, two. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no. That's all right. I'm not a fan of their name, but yeah, that that sounded good. Uh, they they kick it real. It reminds me of uh, T Rexes or Jurassic Park. Jurassic Five oh, name, right? It reminds me of Maroon Five. Oh, I yeah. didn't think about that at all, but now I will. Sorry, it's okay. I I love their musics. Other than that, just kind of sticking with the standards. Nice. Recently, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Neil. Yeah. Oh yeah, tons of Neil. I got, it's almost the season for Neil Young too. Well, he's got this. Uh, so uh, when I'll tell the story some other time or, yeah. or whatever, but um. When I saw Neil the first time, uh, it was in 1997, mm. and that was the when he, or maybe it was 96, whatever. Um, he had just reunited with Crazy Horse. Interesting, yeah. And like the albums with Crazy Horse are even better than the albums without them. I love Crazy Horse. Yeah, and so uh, he put out an album later, a year or two later. Um, a live album of from that tour the tour mm-hmm. that i saw them on it's called uh year of the horse okay yeah which i am born in the year of a horse as well so i thought that was pretty cool anyway i hadn't heard that album for a long time and it really gave me the feels really yeah yeah and then i started going down a, a wormhole of neil albums that i hadn't listened to in a long time there's so many of them well, yeah, he's got, um, did you know that Neil Young wrote a song, uh, for Kurt Cobain? No. Like after Kurt Cobain died? No, I didn't. He actually named the whole album, uh, after the song sleeps with angels. Huh? So good. Really? Yeah. That album is so good. He's got so many good albums from the nineties, early two thousands. Not that his other albums aren't good, but just a shitload, shitload of albums. I'm trying to find the exact number. I'd say it's got to be like 40 uh, studio albums or yeah. whatever. He's got a ton. And like I've told you about it before, but he released um, this Neil Young archives uh, from like all the music that he'd done from 1972 to 1974 or something. 10 albums, 10 CDs worth of music. Wow. That had never like I think there's 130 some tracks, 80 of which had never been released before. This is recently no just in the past year okay you were yeah i remember you telling me about this it's so good you gotta yeah. check that out i was spot on a 40 what? studio album 40 yeah oh good guess that was a guess 
eight live. After that, so, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, um, and, and he's uh, apparently going to start releasing uh, bootlegs. I don't know if you yeah. know much about Neil, but he's always been upset about people uh, recording his live shows and yeah. uh, putting them on CD or tape or whatever was the case. Yeah. Because he couldn't control the quality of the sound. He's like right. a super duper audiophile. Yeah. It's not about the. Uh, the money necessarily but no i actually saw so there's a video on youtube of like a, like a i don't know if it's documentary or a news crew or some things following following neil around doing um just an interview from when he was quite young yeah and uh they follow him into a record store and he finds bootlegs and he, he's like buys them up really yeah get these out of circulation yeah <laughs> good for you neil crazy stuff he's uh it will be a sad day when Neil Young dies, for sure. Yeah, but he's left us with so much incredible music. It's very true. Yeah. Good to see uh, representation out of Canada, too. Yeah. So, as uh, B-Rock was saying at the beginning of the podcast, this is now, we're now in season two, changing up a few things, but we appreciate you being here. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you next week. That you will. Have a good one, guys.